Worst date Wednesday. Worst date Wednesday. If you are hearing this for the first time, being like, why are these people clapping along? It's because we're excited. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are. <laughs> this is a celebration of the worst of dating in Calgary. It sure is. If you have been on a bad date, and it shouldn't even be an if. Colin, tell us about the last time that you were on a bad day because everybody's been through one. Great story here from our friend Jennifer. When I was in college, I met this guy in one of my classes and he seemed nice enough. He asked me out on a date and I ended up getting like free tickets to this show that night, like a play. And I really wanted to see the play more than I wanted to go on this date, but I didn't want to, you know, like stand him up so I asked if he wanted to see this play with me and he was like sure why not I love plays so we go to this play and the entire play I'm not joking he kept trying to like hold my hand and like kiss me like during the play oh. <laughs> it's our first date it's our first date and he's got these like sweaty clammy hands Ew. and he's just like like gripping my hand and like kissing my cheek and I'm like I, dude I'm trying to watch this play like what is going on and he would like he didn't really understand theater etiquette like he would like yell out stuff like during the show and he would like ask <laughs> me questions like wait who's that guy like where did he come from what is he doing and then finally the play ends and I'm like all right I'm gonna be home free soon and then after the show he tries to kiss me again <laughs> And he goes, I really think we should wait until about a week until we're Facebook official. Oh. <laughs> oh I love that he was I love that he was ready to go Facebook official on this first he was date. Ready. And this wasn't even he really was a ready. date. You just felt bad about having to cancel me, so you invited him along. That is correct. And I said, you know, I think I'm good. I think I'm good. And uh, never saw him again, except for in that class, which was pretty awkward. Oh, the thing that also stands out for me is like trying to hold your hand and you like barely know this guy and it's stranger hand clam. Like it's one thing if like, you know, the person a little bit, it's like, okay, his palms are sweaty. He's nervous to be around. But like, you don't know this person. You're touching his palm sweat. Oh, (laughs) gross. Oh, gross. Oh, sorry. Did I just make it worse for you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you reminded Jennifer (laughs) what it was like to be in that chair for two hours while she's watching a play, which may or may not have even been entertaining. Uh, And then she's wiping this guy's sweaty hand onto her pant leg going, can I get this off me? Mm-hmm. While we're on the subject of hands and things they should and shouldn't be doing on dates with new people, you should never have the thought of, hey, get your fingers out of my mouth, dude. <laughs> dude <laughs> that God. should never be a thought. Unfortunately, that was a reality from our friend Brittany. So I met this guy on Bumble, and I had never been on Bumble before. I was like, whatever, I'll give this a shot. So match up with this guy. He's like, hey, can I pick you up? Normally, I wouldn't let someone pick me up, but I was like, you know what? He looks like a nice, normal guy, sure. Comes to my house, right off the bat, he's like, oh, like, bring it in for a hug, like, tries to kiss me on the cheek, and I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, get in his car, he starts like, hey, sweetie, how was your day? Like, what was the best part of your day? And I'm like, uh, whatever, <laughs> like, so start talking about work. Cups my hand, and I'm just, like, awkwardly holding it out with a straight arm. Like, dip my wrist down, and he's like, loosen up, like, just relax, like, let's hold hands. Grabs my finger and sticks it, like, between his teeth and chomps down on it. And starts going, like, 
like making this weird gurring noise and I'm just like get my finger out of your dirty mouth like I don't know where your teeth are who have been today like did you brush your teeth when's the last time you went to the dentist just like oh my gosh so instantly I'm just like I don't want to be in this vehicle with this dude anymore can I jump out at a stoplight like trying to think of an exit strategy so we get to the restaurant and he's trying to hold my hand like put his arm around me while we're walking and it was like the first time I'd ever met him chance you're listening to Britney's story and your skin is crawling just a little bit. Yes. There's also a chance you're listening and going, oh yeah? Well, one time I went on a date that was even worse than that. Impossible. Uh. Hit us with your worst date stories. Join us on Worst Date Wednesday. And now Victoria's story. So my worst date ever, we met at a restaurant and he actually showed up with flowers and I was thinking, oh my gosh, this is going to be the best date ever. Um, and it went well for the first, I would say, maybe 15 minutes. And then he randomly just dropped something about fighting in the pen. Oh, oh, oh wow. Oh, the pen. You don't just casually drop that either. Yeah. What? And I'm like, okay. So I asked, like, what do you mean in the pen? He's like, oh, I was in prison. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I'm like, for what? It turns out he had had a meth lab at one point. Oh, wow. You were on a date with Walter White from Breaking Bad? He just told me the whole story all about it, about how it started off that he was using things casually and ended up using meth. And he's like, the thing is, meth is really expensive. So it's cheaper just to make it yourself. DIY. You you start making it, you know, then you start selling it. And it's just, you know, how it goes. You know how it goes. (laughs) No, 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 I don't. Oh, no. And so he tells me the whole story about how he finally got caught and, you know, was in prison. And now he's out and he, you know, is never going back. And then he asked me to go back to his place after to do some what he called party favors. And I had oh no goodness. idea what that was. He's like, it's drugs. And I'm like, I thought you were never going back. 
So, needless to say, I never spoke to that guy again. <laughs> oh, wow. What a, what a journey. Danae, hearing this story, does this make you think about your past? Because you actually have a, a, uh, yes. a, an ex-boyfriend yeah. who is serving time in a penitentiary. Yeah, for murder. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, he murdered a guy. <laughs> murdered his cousin. No, please. Well, I'm not alone, then. I feel a little better. (laughs) This is really fun because for the first time on the show, we get to talk to our new friend, Blair. Blair is going to be on your radio every single weekend. And you get to have your first conversation with us about a really embarrassing bad dating story. Yay, welcome. Right? Like, what an initiation, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Embarrass myself on air in the morning. Yeah. So, simple uh, question, Blair. What happened on the worst date you ever went on? Honestly, there's so many to pick from, but like this one kind of stands out. And honestly, it's something that happened to me. Not really, it wasn't the guy's fault oh. that I went on the date with. Okay, so you were the reason for the date going well, on? Well, yeah, you'll find out. Okay, it's kind of okay, crazy. Okay. So I, it was the third date. So I kind of thought I like vetted this person out. They're a cool person. I felt safe, you know? So I went to their house on the third date. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> and we we had a couple drinks. He had a hot tub. Oh, okay. Well, that's fun. That's a nice part. Yeah, right? Isn't like, it? who doesn't like a hot tub? So yeah. I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll go in the hot tub. Like, I don't care. So we go in the hot tub. Everything's fine. I only had two drinks. Okay. I can drink. But like, in the hot I, tub, did, it hits but, you a little bit. Yeah. 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 Did, but, did, I, but I didn't know this. Did you eat properly that day? No. Because, because I don't you, think I drank water either. <laughs> Not a good start. Not a good start. Yeah. So then he like got out of the hot tub to go get another drink. And I was like, okay, I'll go to the washroom. So I get out. I go into the bathroom. The lights are off. I flick the light switch. Everything goes black. <gasps> I fall into the wall. Oh, oh no! And I've and my, like I've never passed out or anything in my entire life, so I don't know what that feels like. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm in this bathroom, soaking wet, thinking I can't see. Like everything was blurry. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my god, he put something in my drink. Oh, <laughs> scary. No, no, you were drinking in a hot tub and you hadn't eaten or drank water. I know, but no, I didn't even know that was a possibility. Like. <laughs> So I'm freaking out. I'm grabbing the sink and I'm like staring at myself like, Blair, you got to get out of here. Like, it's like a yes, horror movie. you scared. So I'm splashing water in my face. I'm still like disoriented. But I just kept telling myself, you got to get out of this house. Yeah. So I opened the door <laughs> and I'm thinking like, I'm going to run. Like, <laughs> Oh, with your little Bambi legs that yeah. probably aren't working very good because yeah. you just passed out. And the house is pitch black. So I'm like crawling the walls, like feeling for it. And then he comes in the room and he's like, are you okay? Uh-oh. And I'm like, no, I think I need to leave. <laughs> so he's like, maybe it's the hot tub. And at this point, I still think he's like a serial killer. Right. Like, yes. like, yeah. I'm like, this is it. You're like, right? I only had two drinks. What's going on? Exactly. So I'm like, okay, well, I guess like this is my fate. So I, I like fell into the couch and he got me water, which I shouldn't oh, have took the water. Yeah. At that point, because I thought he was like drugging me. <laughs> But I did, and five minutes later, completely fine. Oh, my goodness. You just need to be hydrated. Yeah, and and then I Googled it, and I guess, like, your blood pressure goes low when you're, yeah, learn something every day, right? So how was the rest of the date? It was good, actually. (laughs) Okay. Did you see this person after that third date? Yeah, we're we're friends now, so I I feel, like, comfortable telling the story. Okay, and does he know that you thought he he was trying to murder you? Yes, I told him that night, and he thought that I was doing something else in the bathroom, and that I came out, So we both were thinking, like, the worst of each other. Oh, my goodness. It was rough. (laughs) But I just think, like, imagine I actually ran out of the house and went into the street, like, screaming, help! (laughs) (laughs) Help! (laughs) Thank goodness you did it. (laughs) 
Virgin Mornings in Calgary with Tyler, Danae, and Fuzzy. Just like my long, flowing, golden locks blowing in the wind, this podcast is free. Subscribe so you never miss an episode. 98.5 Virgin Radio. Tyler, Danae, and Fuzzy, is it safe to say that this conversation probably comes with a bit of a mascara warning? Sure. Honestly, it'll make you tear up for sure. But what another amazing example of Calgarians stepping up to be awesome. There is a uh, family who knows their dog's days are numbered. It's a glorious, glorious St. Bernard who loves nothing more than being outside in the winter. However, unfortunately, Fuzzy, this dog probably isn't going to make it yeah, to winter. And the, and the owner, um, Canadian Built on, on Reddit, said our 11-and-a-half-year-old burner has a couple of days left. Uh, she loves snow, but isn't going to make it to winter. Does anyone know of any risks of uh, uh, any rinks or anything that have a good pile of snow behind them so that she can go and lie on it for one last time? And it's the most adorable picture of this dog at McMahon Stadium with the stadium behind. You've got the field goal post, everything. And you're like... Oh, you just want the best for Burner. Yeah, and, and then she looks like she's such she likes such a good girl, right? She's yeah. so sweet. And then literally the next post is follow up from the hunt for snow. The amazing guys at Bonus Sportsplex immediately started dumping their snow outside for us. She passed away a few hours after getting her last snow fix. And there's Burner <laughs> hanging out in the snow, just living her best life. Oh my goodness, it's like almost one of those things where like she was like holding on, hoping she could get that snow one more time, and then she got it, and she's able to go peacefully look it is uh it's tough when you deal with the loss of a family pet because that is such an important member of the family always wagging its tail always excited to see you yeah always Always so happy yeah ready to pick you up when you feel down dogs also have that sixth sense where like if you're like off Mm -hmm. they can sense it and Mm -hmm. they'll give you like extra cuddles and you're like oh man (laughs) dogs are the best but just knowing that uh, the good people of Calgary stepped up to make it happen. That's a feel-good moment as this family deals with the loss of this dog. Absolutely. If you want to see the post, you can text uh, puppy to 985-985. We'll send it over to you. Um, Danae, as you are uh, <laughs> fighting back tears right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, I honestly am. <laughs> this this reminds me of uh, being a kid. I was probably in kindergarten maybe. Yeah. My dad did the exact same thing for me and my brothers. It was oh. the summertime. <laughs> it was hot. And I can picture our, our – we had a tan station wagon. <laughs> and I can picture him driving up to our house with snow on the roof. And we're like, what the heck happened? Oh, Where is this amazing. coming from? Same thing. He went to a rink. Got the snow from like the Zamboni situation, <laughs> brought it home, and we built uh, we built snowmen oh, on a, on a beautiful summer that's day. That's awesome, and I will always remember that moment. Just like this family will remember the moment of uh, having a similar moment for their pup. What a what a what a heartwarming situation. Still tough, <laughs> but also great. Virgin mornings in Calgary with Tyler, Danae, and Fuzzy. Real. Fun and all about Calgary. 98.5 Virgin Radio. Tyler, Danae, and Fuzzy, uh, back to school next week. Oh, it's insane. Yeah, I know uh, my kiddo starts September 1st, so a week and a day away from school. That means there is so much back to school mm-hmm. shopping going on around Calgary. You see it every time you go to the mall and you see the parents walking around with the younger kids going, okay. And then you see the, the older kids who are like, okay, mom gave me this money and said I need to make it work. So, oh boy, how are we going to do this math? So much uh, stress. Uh, shout outs to everybody who's working uh, retail right now, Ugh. who's dealing with back to school shopping, the chaos, the confusion. 
But we're looking for uh, stories from you about the time you worked retail and just found yourself in an absolute nightmarish situation. Uh, we've got so many stories on social media, uh, stories being texted in. Uh, keep them coming to us. Danae, the story you're going to share with us, like it sounds absurd even <laughs> hearing it out of context. <laughs> Where someone in a wheelchair was caught stealing in the store you were in. Yeah, so I I worked at a store called Mariposa, which is no longer around for three weeks. Uh, Mariposa, uh, you know, kind of like mid-range kind of discount clothes, very brassy interior, a lot of brass all over the place. Uh, And uh, this woman came in and she was shopping uh, with a friend of hers and she was in a wheelchair. So, of course, I was like trying to go like above and beyond to like really, really help her out and everything. And I ended up setting her up in a fitting room with, there was like a limit, but I was like, no, you know what? I want to like be like extra nice. So I'm going to like, don't worry about the limit. You can take as many clothes in there as you want. So I probably (laughs) set her up with like 20 items. So whatever I go and I'm doing my thing and all of a sudden I like go back to check on how she's doing and she comes like kind of flying out of the fitting room she's like I cut my finger I cut my finger and I was like oh my gosh I'm so sorry let me go get you a band-aid so I went to go get her a band-aid like behind the checkout and I turn around and I see her like booking it out of the store and I was like all right she must have really hurt herself like she's going to get some first aid yeah well I, I better go like take care of all the clothes and put them all back on the shelf. And I swear to God, in my memory, when I went back into the fitting room, I remember still seeing the empty hangers all swinging. Oh. Like they were still like in motion. And it was empty. And I was like, oh my gosh, they stole from me. And I remember she did actually have like a big backpack on the back of her wheelchair and everything. Uh-huh. So I was like, okay, that sucks. Let my manager know. She's like, you know, you, you really need to stick to that limit. Otherwise yeah. she wouldn't have gotten away with 20 items, you know, that kind of thing. So I felt horrible. But then I felt even worse when later on that night, I went to the local pub down the street from my house, the Blind Duck, and who do I see just a grooving in the corner, not in a wheelchair, but the woman that stole from me. Did you like shoplift a ton of items, but you were like pretending to have a disability? Karma, karma will find Oh, and like we locked eyes and she knew who I was. And I definitely knew who she yeah. was, but we just like kind of parted ways. And I have never ever forgotten about that. Karma will find her oh, for that. Oh my gosh. How good was her outfit? <laughs> she looked pretty good. She looked pretty good. That crushed velvet shirt. <laughs> that right there is a retail nightmare story with back to school in session. Uh, we'd love to hear yours. You can text 985-985. A couple of the stories being shared on our Facebook page have me cringing so bad and just like, I want to take to the streets and demand that retail workers get uh, like a massive raise. Yeah. Uh, Alicia posted saying, um, used uh, hygiene products left in the change room. Yikes. The change like room. menstrual hygiene products left in the change room. And Danica replies to that saying, oh, yeah, well, I used to work at Walmart. And uh, every month we would find uh, the most disgusting pair of socks in a package with of socks with one of the new pairs missing. So someone had to do a quick sock switch out. So they treated the packages of socks mm-hmm. like probably a pack of six or eight mm-hmm. like a leave one take one yeah. situation yeah. 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 yeah exactly take a penny leave a penny oh, Ew. oh dirty socks uh, well, two dirty socks oh, truthfully uh, somebody's gotta deal with yeah. that yeah. and yeah. clean yeah. it up oh. yeah. that's that's gross uh i don't know if this story from michaela is necessarily uh gross you might actually find it uh 
kind of sweet depending on your point of view of what happened in this change room at Lululemon. So a lot of times people are like kind of shy sometimes to come out and show because this can be pretty sexy. And this like older couple came in like in their 50s and the woman asked if the man could go in with her. And I was like, okay. And (laughs) then they were in there for a long time. And I started to hear noises. Oh, no. And I was like, no. And there was like a line because, you know, we get so busy, especially like this time of year. So there was a big line, like, waiting. And so, like, other people can hear those sounds, too. So I had to, like, knock on the door and be like, um, you need any help? And uh, I think only one person can be in there now. And then they, like, came out with red faces for being 50 years old. It was pretty embarrassing. For them. Wow. Oh, my goodness. She must have looked really good in those Lulus for them to not be able to resist each she other. <laughs> Everyone could hear it, you know, everyone in line. Uh, like, what were they thinking? <laughs> like, just they weren't, they weren't at all. They were caught up in the moment. Yeah, I guess. And, and I, I'm not going to ask you to like reenact the sounds. No, but no. I just, I just feel like it's just like that. <laughs> it was like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like after hearing a story like this, you have to walk up to the next person you see mm-hmm. in any store at the mall mm-hmm. and just look them directly in the eye and say, I appreciate everything you do. I never knew that some people did things like this. In fact, here, here, let me, let me go to my wallet. Here's right some here. money. I've, 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 all, all let me got, buy you lunch. All I've got is, is $5. Can, no. I, can I give you $5? Give will, will, will that get you a David's tea? Will, will that get you a Booster Juice? I've got $5. Can I please treat you? You just yeah. go through so much. Oh, man, they deal with so much garbage. Oh, this story from our friend uh, Kiana, one of the worst retail nightmares you could ever hear about. So I was working at um, a sport check last year, and I had a woman come in and use one of our change rooms as, like, a, a room to change her uh, baby's diaper in. So a bathroom. She used a change room yeah. like it was a bathroom. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, my God. Which we have all over the mall, which makes no sense to me. She came up to me. I was working... Um, near the front desk and she proceeded to yell at me because we didn't have any change tables in our change room. <laughs> and you're like, um, it's a change room, not a bathroom. And no, I was I was like, oh my God, I was so mad. And I went in there to go and clean up because I figured that she had clothes in there too, because whatever. And when I got in there, there was poop everywhere. Oh my God. Like, I don't know if she was like, Finger painting with it, but no, it was like, oh, oh no, no, no! <laughs> it that... was like all over the walls and all over the the seats, and I'm like, what the heck were you doing in here? That is so was... disrespectful and gives mom gross. such a bad name. Oh my gosh. Because let's be I, honest, Kiana, well, right now you're telling that story to the entire world. Yeah. Um, but how many people <laughs> have you told that story to in your life? Like everybody? Yeah. Like everybody. I was traumatized, honestly. So much back-to-school shopping that needs to be done and so little time to do it in. Uh, it's Wednesday. 
Thousands of kids in Calgary go back to school next Thursday. Mm-hmm. Fuzzy, could you imagine stepping foot in a mall around Calgary this weekend? I, on purpose, <laughs> don't because I worked retail for many years. I, I worked at, at Sports Check and Force Annie's and, and selling shoes was, was a big thing. You shared such a cute story, though, yesterday. This is not a retail nightmare story, but like when you would like get kids to do the run test. Yeah, you, you, you have kids come in and try on shoes. And it's yeah. like you try them on and they kind of bounce and put down for a little bit. And you're like, okay, take a run for them. <laughs> And then they'd run in the spot, and they're like, okay, now run from here and run to there. <laughs> and you just sit there, and you'd watch them. And they're like, these are so fast. Just trying so yeah. hard. You're like, yeah, get it, buddy. You're good. You think those are fast? Try these ones. <laughs> you know, That's these amazing. ones that are uh, $30 more, <laughs> oh, wait, you can know. jump extra high with these ones. <laughs> yeah. See, that right there is a wholesome story yeah. about trying things on in the store. <laughs> this one from Amanda, uh. who worked at La Senza, not so much. I worked at La Senza and like like high school and just out of high school, so like young. And men would come in and they would be like looking around, completely lost, as you can imagine. She'd walk up, you know, can I help you out with anything? You know, oh, my wife's just right about your side. Oh, no. Would you mind just trying it on for me? Asking Literally, you to try stuff on. Yeah. That is awful. Did you have like a go-to shutdown? Did like... You know the type of guy that was going to ask you those questions? I have so many questions about this. I, I, I caught on pretty quick. Like, at first, I would always just be, like, so uncomfortable, so awkward. Like, what do you even, what do you even say? But then as it started to happen more and more often, I finally would just look at them and be like, no. Get a life yeah. outside well, you, of my store. Here's the good thing. The mannequin is about the same size as your wife and yeah. me, so you should probably take a look at it on that. <laughs> and then I got really good. There was this one girl... Uh, you know, a little, a little bigger, and owned it. Fabulous. So she would always, she would always say to all of us, when when anybody's bugging you, just come and grab me, and I'll totally help you out. So one time, it was actually really funny. One time, I had a guy, and he was a little more persistent. He was like, "Yeah, you know, you'd look great in this stuff too. Like, you know, I'm sure, you know, my wife, she'd look good in it too." And Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, you know what? Hold on. Let me get someone to help you. So I went over and grabbed her. And she walked over and she was like, sir, you want somebody to try this on? Hand it over. Oh. <laughs> she called his bluff. Amazing. <laughs> good for her. And, and, and good for you for standing up for yourself. I'm so sorry that you had to deal with that garbage. Oh, people are terrible. Virgin Mornings in Calgary with Tyler, Danae, and Fuzzy. Where you are the star of the show. Yep, surprise. You're being interviewed at 7 in the morning. Wake up. 98.5 Virgin Radio. It's your friends, Tyler, Danae, and Fuzzy, and school is in session. Before everybody heads back to school, we are still in summer school. And just because it's almost the end of the summer school season doesn't mean we can pay attention less in class, okay? No, exactly. You got to really buckle down and learn some stuff. We're not just sitting here watching the smart board, (laughs) going on Disney Plus and saying, what's it going to be today? Ratatouille or the Incredibles? (laughs) We're still learning hard-hitting stuff. And Fuzzy, this is actually something we learned last night that kind of blew our minds while we were at Global Fest. Yeah, we learned a very valuable lesson during some Highland dancing, uh, uh, which originated obviously in Scotland. And uh, we learned about a gentleman named Lord Canmore. Yeah, uh, so obviously we know the town Canmore, and we just have always called it that. So we don't know where it originates from generally. But yeah, we got to learn some history. So uh, King Canmore, Malcolm Canmore, uh, was actually a part of the Canmores that ruled Scotland for 232 years. 
Kids back in the day. It's a pretty good run. Pretty prestigious family. Uh, by the way, the name Canmore actually translates in Gaelic to big head, okay. which also means like a lot of power, being very strong, that kind of thing. So um, what we learned last night when we were watching some of the Highland dancing, there's something called the sword dance where they take, a, take two swords and they cross them over each other and they have to dance around the sword without touching the sword. If they do this, in co- if they touch the sword in competition, it's like a zero. You're disqualified. It's a oh. big thing. But the origins of the sword dance come from Malcolm Canmore himself. When he would kill somebody, Jeez. he would cross his sword next to their bodies and dance around it in victory. Wow. He would dance over over, over them because the... It's a little dark. The, it really, really is. The, the game they were playing, they were playing for keeps. This wasn't like yeah. getting yeah. a touchdown in the NFL and like spinning the ball or spiking no. the ball. This was like, no, uh, this was, right. I, I want to, I'm still yeah. here, you're not. I, you're dead because of my sword and now I'm taking my sword and I'm dancing around it. Um, yeah, over these, they say it was the dance over the naked blades in triumph. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh and God. I mean, also quite risky because let's not forget, that's a good way to lose a toe or something it like that. It really is. Because if those swords were sharp enough to, well, yeah. meet your enemy's demise. Yeah, then. hopefully you got some good boots on when yeah. you're doing that. Um, so, yeah, shout out to the Wilson School of Dance uh, that uh, were the ones that were doing the Highland dancing last night and kind of kind of taught us about this. And we're like, we just always call it Camar because we like to go there and see the <laughs> It's by the Three Sisters Mountains. That's all we know. But there's so much history there and obviously why, like, the, the Highland Games are such a big deal in Camar too. It's, it's so funny how, like, it almost makes you feel, like, dumb for not knowing like, something like why? that. Right? Why do we but, not know that? But also, like, every town in every city in the world has an origin story. That's Canmore's, and we learned it thanks to Global Fest, and we share it here on Tyler, Danae, and Fuzzy Summer School. Share it with a friend today. You'll sound real smart. Virgin Mornings in Calgary with Tyler, Danae, and Fuzzy. Hear them live weekdays from 530 to 10 on 98.5 Virgin Radio.